0: Hello automotive enthusiasts. I am very excited to introduce my special guest today, Bill Neal. Bill, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I think I'm ready. Alright, it's great to have you here. Bill Neal is a foremost painter of automobiles, drivers, owners, and the racetrack. Motion plays a big part of his colorful technique, and his work can be found in galleries and collections around the world. His involvement with aviation often shows up in his work, resulting in compositions that include cars and airplanes. Bill is a Peter Helk and Athena award-winning member of the Automobile Fine Arts Society and serves on their board of directors. His credits cover a wide range of automotive events, magazines, event posters, and much more. Bill's a true gentleman, and he's been a passionate car guy his entire life. So, Bill, I've told our listeners a little about you. Would you take some time and share more about your history, about your career as an artist, your interests, and your passion for automobiles?
1: Thank you. I uh, appreciate that. I have been interested uh, in aviation since I was quite small, and it naturally led me into uh, automobile racing. Uh, I had an uncle who was very instrumental in taking me to the first races I ever saw. They were on a dirt track near Arlington Downs. I found out over the years that uh, I was just drawn uh, naturally to it. The uh, the aviation thing started first, I guess, and then uh, later uh, involved in naval aviation during World War II. I found out that uh, it was just kind of a, a natural swing to the involvement with auto racing. And uh, over a period of years, I've been very fortunate in meeting some very uh, well-known people in racing, and uh, it's it's uh, looks like it's continued into my retirement.
0: Now, have you been painting your entire life?
1: Uh, yes, I have. I've I've been drawing, uh, I think, since I was quite small. I mean, between five and ten years old, and then uh, I had an aunt who encouraged me to uh, get involved in it. I studied it and got college degrees and then went to professional art school in California
0: primarily
1: because uh, the two places for illustrators and painters, in my opinion, were New York City and Los Angeles. In order to succeed and and get more involved in the uh, profession, I chose Los Angeles. I, I was in New York for, for a while, less than a year, and it, it, it was just, uh, it was not my thing on the East Coast, so <laughs> uh, I, I took to the West Coast and, and liked it very much.
0: So, as your career started, could you walk us through the beginning part of your career as an artist and maybe some of the different things that you did?
1: Well, first of all, I, uh, I got a degree, college degree, and then... Uh, later got another degree, but I got my master's and then uh, realized that uh, to learn techniques of of the top people and so on, I decided to go to professional art school, more graduate work at Shenard Institute in Los Angeles and I had to do that during the summer because I was a school teacher in order to pay the bills. Uh, during that time, but I, I spent uh, two and a half summers really going to professional art school at Charnard, which was very instrumental in developing uh, a style for me, particularly in watercolors. I I, I feel like that the professor at who uh, at the time was the director uh, Marie Charnard. She was French and. Uh, she told me to pursue the watercolors, drawing merely a part of it, but uh, she, she said that I should pursue watercolors because of my style and so on, and I did. I painted in you know, oils and other things, but I, I, I really have always favored watercolors, and I, I still do.
0: After you finished art school, what happened with your career then?
1: Well, while I was teaching art in East Texas uh, high school, I uh, really had the experience of working uh, under two really fine painters at that time in watercolor, which was Marie Chenard and Les Gouberger, both of them French. I had to uh, augment my income as a school teacher. I taught for five years. Uh, I was married at the time, and my wife also taught school. Uh, And then I finally decided I was uh, going to pursue the agency route. Came to Dallas and got a part-time job uh, in an agency. That still gave me the opportunity to take off two weeks during the summer and study at at Shenard Institute. That was probably a turning point for me because uh, I eventually became a full-time art director and well at that time was the leading one of the leading agencies in Texas, certainly the biggest one in Dallas and it was Tracy Locke so uh, uh, eventually I rose to a uh, senior art director and uh, uh, later on I was able to establish and start another wing under Tracy. Tracy Locke. It was a, a really an art studio, which became another full-service agency, and then over the years, I was able to buy that, that agency and develop it, and then founded what was then uh, Point Communications, uh, which became a full-time agency. just evolved into uh, serving as an illustrator and art director. And over the years, uh, I, even in retirement, I find that I'm still involved uh, on a consulting basis with various people, one in an uh, agency in Houston and, and one in Oklahoma City. And I still keep pretty busy here in Dallas. In other words, it doesn't seem like I can retire.
0: <laughs> well, when you're doing what you love, sometimes maybe it doesn't seem like you're working.
1: No, that that's very true and uh I still have the opportunity to do pretty much you know what i I want to paint. I've always said that uh somebody said you know when you retire when you stop and I said you know it all depends uh when i when I get tired of doing what I do and because I enjoy it so much, I'll just quit altogether but that that day has never come, and I uh still stay. Uh, very much involved
0: well i'm glad to hear that were you doing a lot of painting during those many years with the agency
1: it was strictly at night uh come home and eat and then raising the kids we have two daughters and one son i would uh paint at night many times to you know midnight that's when i would paint primarily at night
0: well, since I've known you, and it's been many years, you, I've always thought of you strictly as a painter, so it was very interesting learning about your, your history with agency and commercial art. So I uh, appreciate you sharing that with us. Well, thank you. Sure. Bill, I always like to start part of our interview here with a success quote, something that's been instrumental in forming your success in your life. It's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Bill, take the wheel.
1: Well, I feel that, you know, if if you really like to do something in the way of a profession, pursue it one way or another because you'll be a lot happier doing what you enjoy. And uh, it, that pretty well boils it down. I, I think that uh, you have to have a lot of interest uh, in, in what you're doing. I, I don't care whether it's golf or, or or painting, drawing, uh, I, uh, I have a good friend who uh, uh, is a, a darn good Navy pilot, uh, and that's, that's where we met. Every job he pursued, and he's a graduate of Yale, he, uh, he, he couldn't do anything that really satisfied him, like flying, so he now has a flying service uh, up in Alaska and uh, I've kept in touch with him over the years. We often talk about the time we discuss doing what you really enjoy doing, and uh, you're going to be a lot more successful, a lot happier in life if, if you pursue it one way or another. If you want it bad enough, you'll get there, but you really have to work at it, and in most cases you have to make a lot of sacrifices. And some of them, some of them hurt. <laughs> you, you've got to really, you've really got to work at it. Sure. To be successful, I think, and happy at the same time.
0: I think you're right. Absolutely. Would you share with us, Bill, a story, a moment in time that instigated your passion for cars? Maybe tell us that pivotal moment in your life when you really knew you were a car guy.
1: Well, whether or not I really knew it, uh, it gets back to when the uncle took me to the dirt car races at uh, Arlington Downs, which was a racehorse track. I remember, uh, I must have been like 10 years old about, I left my seat and walked down to one of the turns on this dirt track he, uh, he got very upset with me because, you know, I got dirt all over me. But, you know, I, I, I just couldn't get close enough to the race cars. So it's always been there. It definitely tied in with uh, airplanes. Uh, uh, for example, I was introduced to Carroll Shelby by a fellow from uh, a little East Texas town called Kilgore. Shelby was sitting, leaning up, Against the wheel, back wheel of an old Plymouth, and uh, we got to talk, but we talked primarily about aviation. Uh, Shelby was uh, an Air Force pilot, and uh, they made him an instructor of twin, twin engine aircraft. And he apparently was very good because, tries he did, he he couldn't uh, he couldn't get sent over to combat because he was such a good instructor. But anyway, we, we sat there and primarily talked about airplanes. The location was uh, an old deserted airport course at Cattle Mills. And uh, he eventually got up and uh, said, well, I'm going to drive this race. And it was, this was primarily an amateur event. But anyway, Shelby went out, got an old Cadillac Allard race car, j Took Allard. Won the race. And over the years, we became friends. And uh, I kept in touch with him while I was teaching school in East Texas at the time. I finally decided, you know, I've I've got to make the break and see if I can't get located in an agency, which I did. It was a tough haul. I freelanced for a while. Anyway, was very fortunate. And uh, over the years... Shelby and I have come, come a long way. Pretty good friends. i miss the old boy. <laughs> but uh, he, he's, he was certainly an influence on my doing uh, race cars for people. And uh, it's just the
0: luck of the draw, I guess. I guess so. Wonderful chance meeting that led to a lifetime friendship. In involvement with uh, another very special person. So, great. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Bill, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and, and really crawl under the hood and maybe get our hands a little dirty. Would you share with us a huge challenge in your career that really pushed you to a breaking point, perhaps? And more importantly, how did you overcome that?
1: Well, uh, the thing that comes to mind is... Uh I remember uh, the reason I went to Los Angeles was to, to understand illustration. I I thought that if I got a college degree, I would come out ready to face the world drawing and painting and, and illustrating, and that was not the case at all. I don't think college can teach you that. The degree is is good to have, but... I, I learned the hard way that you need to have a hands on teaching of some illustrator who's been there, who actually makes his living drawing and, and painting. And uh, that was a thing that, in, in some instances, I think I wasted years, at least two or three, in college when I could have gone out of high, gotten out of high school, gone straight to art school, but nobody, nobody was around to tell me that Texas was not, not uh, the place to uh, receive instruction of that kind that was needed to make a living as a professional illustrator or a creative person in in the advertising business. So it was either New York or L.A. And I've often thought that L.A. was ahead of New York when it got right down to basics. So uh, that, w- that was a, a tough thing to realize. Uh, it's nice to have the college degrees, but yeah, I, I think that if I had it all to do over and, and had the right help from people, I would have gone straight out of high school uh, in the art school, it's, mm-hmm. it's been a full three to four years at art school. So you know, looking back, I'm not a young man. I begin to think, you know, if you had done such and such, you saved a lot of time and learned a lot. <laughs> but that's that's part of it.
0: Sure. Well, perhaps your story will inspire a, a young artist to take a different tack that could lead to uh, great success. So I appreciate that. I hope so. Hope so. I hope so too. Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. Would you share a story with our listeners where you had a, one of those real aha moments in your painting career, a time when you realized that, you know, I can really make a living doing this and have a lot of fun with this. Would you share that with us?
1: Yeah, there was there were several things. I think one of the nicest uh, honors, uh, working for Tracy Locke in the creative department, there were 10 competing uh, artists working in the creative department and uh, boy they were good and I, re- I realized how good they were all of them were older than, than I uh, even though I had spent uh, over four years in the Navy and uh, it, basically my career started after I got out of the Navy in World War II but I think that, that realizing got so much to learn comes as a real shock, and a lot of people aren't willing to pay their dues in learning and competing. It's too easy to say, man, I can't do that. But uh, if you stick to it and really work at it and you want it bad enough, you can get there, and you, you can't count the hours, the days, the months, years. No fixed number on those things that will tell you how long it will be before you're successful. you gotta, you really got to pay your dues.
0: Sure. Absolutely. Great advice. Let's have a little fun here, Bill. Can you share with us your first car and any special memories you have with that first car?
1: First car I had was a 1940 Ford that uh, I bought from a man in West Texas that had been saved up for a son who was killed in World War II. And he came to me one day, and he said, I've had this car, and it was it was almost a, a mint, pristine 1944 V8 coupe. And uh, anyway, he sold it to me I Wanted someone to have it. And uh, that, that really was, uh, I had had earlier... Model A when I was a senior in high school with three other guys, but the uh, the 1944 uh, I was, ended up getting married in that car. My wife and I had it for 12 years. I think that uh, that's the car I most remember, and uh, I can sit here in my studio and see a model someone gave me. That it's even green. Little. 40 Ford Coupe and uh yeah that was a neat car I
0: wish I'd kept it well that leads me to my next question is there a car that you sold that you really wish you still had is that the car or is there another one
1: no that's pretty much the car I I think that I can reminisce I've had several cars uh I had an early Cobra that, uh, you know, I wished I had been able to keep. But I was constantly trading up and doing various things with my cars. And uh, (laughs) I wished I'd kept all of them. It was impossible.
0: (laughs) Yeah, don't we all? (laughs) Phil, is there a current project you're working on right now, maybe a piece of art that you're really excited about?
1: I'm doing a painting of a um, Tlingwu cobra that i'm doing for a friend in dubai that i met in pebble beach and uh i'm about through uh, they ended up buying that i'm painting and it's in dubai now so it's kind of interesting and then he he told me as soon as you finish that one i've got something else i want you to paint and i have no idea what it is it could be anything that he owns he's he's one of these people in Dubai that doesn't have to count their dollars.
0: <laughs> oh, look forward to seeing that. If you were a car, Bill, what car would you be and why?
1: <laughs> well, I, I guess it gets back to the first Cobra I ever saw uh, that Shelby left with me, sent it down to Troy, and I had it for two weeks. Boy, that was that was some car. It was the only one in the state of Texas, I guess. Wow. And, uh, it uh, collected a lot of interest, and uh, they did a, a, a TV thing on it. And, uh, yeah, I, I guess that'd be the one.
0: That's a pretty good choice. <laughs> I could see you in a Cobra. That would be great. So, Bill, this is one of my favorite parts of our talk. I call it the last lap and it's where I fire off a series of questions, and you give our listeners very quick blips of the throttle answers. So are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, here we go. What is the best automotive advice you've ever received?
1: Learn everything you can about what you're looking at.
0: (laughs) Great advice. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success?
1: Don't give up if it doesn't work right. Change it, but don't give up.
0: Don't give up. Great advice. Do you have a resource that you might like to share with our listeners, maybe a website that you like or a supplier, restoration shop, or even a person?
1: Well, I had a very good friend who just passed away who I would call for advice from time to time on anything. Unfortunately, he's gone now, but find a resource that you can lean on.
0: <laughs> and a person is always a great thing to lean on. Yep. Great. Bill, is there a book that you've recently read that you really enjoyed that you would share with us?
1: Yeah, I uh, actually uh book uh sports car racing in the South. Okay. And uh it's got some good information in it.
0: Well that's okay. We'll uh we'll put a link to that on your show notes page at carsyad.com. I'll find the author in that book.
1: I think one of the finest finest books I I have seen uh, over the years that I've recommended to people is a book called With Flying Colors.
0: Hmm. Okay,
1: I'm I'm absolutely amazed at what uh, some people are are willing to pay for that book on
0: eBay. (laughs) Is it it out of print? It is
1: out of print, I understand.
0: Okay. Well, uh, we'll post that up there, too. Maybe some lucky listeners can find a copy on eBay and acquire that. You can find all these resources Bill's talked about at carsyad.com slash neal. that's N-E-A-L-E, uh, or type Bill into the search bar, and you can find everything that Bill's talked about on his show notes page. So, Bill, we're up to the checkered flag now. You know what that means. We're nearing the end of the interview. And this last question is sometimes difficult for people. Maybe not for you, but I call it a real doozy. If you could only have one collector car in your garage, something that you couldn't sell to buy a bunch of other cars with, and money was no object, what would that car be, and more importantly, why did you choose it?
1: Well, it would be a uh, 289 competition. Aluminum-bodied Cobra, one of the seven team cars that Shelby initially built for his team drivers. And I uh, came close to getting one, but uh, they're they're bringing astronomical prices now. Sure. Chances are I won't have one. <laughs> but I, I don't, the other thing is I don't need one
0: either. <laughs> <laughs> well, none of us need those things, but we sure would like to have them, wouldn't we? You bet. Yeah, my mom used to tell me, you know, you don't really need that. And I would respond with a, well, I want what I need, and I need what I want. And that would usually send me a trip to my bedroom. (laughs) So, Very good. Well, Bill, you've taken us on a great ride here today, and I've really enjoyed your stories. It's so nice of you to share them with our listeners. Before we part ways, I wonder if you could give our listeners one parting piece of guidance. Before you drive off into the sunset in that Cobra of yours and let them know what's the best way to find out about the art that you're doing these days
1: I have a website and uh, if you just pull up Bill Neal it probably tells you more than you want to know <laughs>
0: uh,
1: you can always uh, get to me on the on, uh, computer and uh, if I can physically do it I'll be more than happy to answer
0: and any parting piece of guidance you could share with our listeners before we part ways
1: yeah Again, don't give up, try again.
0: Don't give up, try again. Great advice. I'll make sure we post Bill's website, a link to it, on his show notes page here at com, And you can go see a lot of the beautiful pieces of artwork that Bill does. I'm sitting here at my desk looking at one of your pieces right now that I've enjoyed for a long time. So, Bill, thank you for being so generous with your time today and your expertise and, and for your service to our country and for sharing your experiences with our listeners. Until we talk again, we'll see you down the road.
1: Thank you, Mark.
0: You're welcome. And I wanted to add one other thing. If any of you are going to be in Pebble Beach this August for the big car shows, the Concours, make sure you stop by the Artist Tent because I believe you're going to be there. Is that right, Bill? That's correct. That's correct because uh, if you get a chance to meet Bill Neal, you know you've met a real gentleman, so make sure you make an effort to go by and say hello to him. Thank you, Bill. I hope we see you again soon.
1: Good luck and safe driving.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up!